Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, six weeks to fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. <laughs> Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 198. My next guest is a highly trained and accomplished yoga instructor and entrepreneur. She is the owner of Habibi Sport, Habibi Body. Their mission is to help every human fall in love with themselves by helping them reach their highest, healthiest potential. And today she's going to share with us how we can reach our highest and healthiest potential, especially after the age of 40. So let's welcome Shahada Kareem. Shahada, how are you today? I am good. How are you? I am wonderful now that I have you on my show. Thank you for coming. (laughs) But before we talk about, before you share your wisdom on how we can reach our highest and healthiest potential, tell my listeners and my uh, viewers, where did it start for you? Where did you grow up? And uh, when did you become exposed to yoga? Where did that journey begin for you? Honestly, I, I came from a family that was always interested in fitness, but like most people, they know based on what they've read or what they've seen kind of what they have to do but there's no real guidelines like first you do this then you do that especially once you get past a a certain age so my father was very much into tai chi my mother was into yoga but the movements that they did were not movements that you would consider strenuous right so they weren't movements where you really felt like okay i'm getting a workout they were very slow very easy And so, of course, growing up, I thought that that was just what old people did. So I immediately went in the opposite direction. So I get through high school. I run through high school, which was great because I was young and my body could recover. But then I got into college and I sat still. Stopped running. Definitely wasn't working out. Put on like 30 pounds. By graduation, I was miserable. Wow. And so I went back to the gym, right? Because that's what you're supposed to be doing. I grew up reading Shape Magazine and Muscle and Fitness. And so those are the things that informed what I thought I was supposed to be doing. So I'm in the gym, I'm throwing plates on barbells. I'm going as hard as I can. I'm trying to bench press my body weight. I'm doing all these things. I'm eating more protein than any human should ever put in their body at the single time, right? Right. I've been told this is how you build lean muscle. So I'm on protein, I'm on creatine, I'm doing um, glutamine to recover. I'm doing all the things. Like I'm putting a million supplements in my body. And at this point, I'm like late 20s and I have shin splints, Mm. my knees are shot and my hips hurt. Sleep is trash. Like being still, trying to sit still or lie still, mm, not happening, right? Right. So one day I'm trying to kill myself on a treadmill because not only was I running as fast as I could, I was also running at inclines. So I'm like hauling on a treadmill. And I happen to look over, I'm at a gym and I happen to look over and there's this yoga class going on. And the reason that it even caught my attention is because the teacher turned out the lights. I saw the lights go off and I was like, what's happening? So I get off and I was like, okay, the class started a little bit late, but I'm going to sneak in there anyway, right? I'm just going to go stretch because I need to stretch because my legs (laughs) hurt, my hips hurt, my knees hurt, right? So I'm going to go in there, I'm going to stretch. Right. The teacher... So at this time, I want to say, I wasn't even 30 yet, I, I want to say, by the time this happened. That's because I was so embarrassed when it happened. I go in there, and the teacher, she's like in her 40s. She's like in her mid-40s. And she is just stretching and bending uh-huh. over and lifting her leg up. 
And I'm looking at this lady and I'm so offended because I'm like, how, how can I can't do that? I can't, I can't even bend forward. My legs hurt so bad. Everything hurts so bad. And she's literally moving with this incredible ease. And not only is she moving, she's talking at the same time. She's directing people's form. So I'm highly annoyed that this woman has managed to just sail through this class when I am just struggling. I can't breathe. I don't know what's happening. So because I was super competitive, I took it as a personal challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I was in her class every Sunday diligently because I was like, this lady is not going to win. This yeah. yoga is not going to win. Uh-huh. And so I was in there until I realized I was going through her class and I had outgrown the class. Really? And then I started to make changes, actively seeking out more um athletic forms of yoga so i ended up in a power yoga class and that teacher he used to just kill us i mean we would be sweating and shaking right but that's exactly what i was looking for and then i outgrew that class really huh and i started leaving the treadmill i stopped doing three hours of cardio i stopped eating so much protein because the protein was bloating me all i was doing a lot of whey protein Yes. And it was bloating me. So I was bloated and uncomfortable and annoyed. But I was told that this is how you this is how you build muscle. Now, full disclosure, mm-hmm. not only was I doing copious amounts of whey protein, I was also addicted to red vines. I was eating a bag of red vines a day. Like me and sugar. Yes. Listen, me and sugar, we used to have this terrible relationship. Yeah. I would eat a jumbo bag, the bag that you buy for a whole family. Yes. I would clear that in, in a day. I would just really? have it near me. Yes. And I would constantly just eat the red vines. So one day I'm coming out of the power yoga class and the teacher hears me talking to another student because she was like, oh, I have to stop eating cookies. And I was like, I don't care about cookies. I don't care about cake. I like red vines. He <laughs> walks past me very casually. He said, you know those eat your muscles. I quit that night. Just like that. <laughs> just like quit. I was so horrified because i had been killing myself yes trying to get this was the first time that i made a nutrition connection Ah. before then it was just that workout 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 get your protein get your creatine get your glutamine you're fine do your bcaa so i was the supplement queen i had more supplements than i had food really (laughs) and and then i would just eat the red vines and have a steak you know, because protein, protein, right? Yeah. Steak and broccoli. That's what I was eating. Steak and broccoli or like salmon and broccoli. Like that was my diet because I was told because every magazine I read was like, this is what you're supposed to do. If yeah. you want to build lean muscle mass, they don't talk about constipation. They don't talk about <laughs> joint issues. They don't talk about lack of flexibility with yes. that weight protein. Nobody talks about bloating, cramping, inability to sleep through the night. All of that. I had all of those things. Wow. Quit the red vines. And Quit. I was like, I clearly don't know what I'm doing. So uh-huh. I need somebody to teach me. Mm. So I left the gym and I went to a yoga studio. Oh. Once I got in the yoga studio, I also found out that they didn't know anything about nutrition either. Either They were just like, I'm going to teach you how to stick a handstand. Right? So we work, 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 work until we could stick that handstand and we could put our foot behind our head. So now I'm flexible right. and I'm strong. Yeah. But my nutrition is trash. Huh. So that's all the way. I was doing that 
diligently without really paying attention to nutrition up until about 2015. Really? 2015, yeah. by this time, I've gotten two, maybe three certifications in yoga because I, I started yoga, fell in love with it. I was like, oh, I'm doing this, right? Yeah. So I'm working at a studio where one of the teachers wanted to do a wellness cleanse. What's a wellness cleanse? I don't know anything about a wellness cleanse. All I know is that when I feel bloated, I juice for three days and mm -hmm. I feel great. And then I go back to eating copious amounts of protein and then I'm bloated again. And then I juice for three days. And then, so this was my cycle up and down, up and down, yeah, up yes. and down. She's like, we're going to do this wellness cleanse. Okay, whatever. Right. I go in here. I'm listening to her. And she's saying in this cleanse, if you eat red meat, we're going to ask you to not eat red meat. We're going to ask you to not have caffeine and ask you to not have alcohol. But if you would like to have chicken and a little fish, that's totally fine. But if you want, you can do this vegan option. Well, again, I'm competitive, right? Screw it, doing the vegan option. <laughs> now, a little bit of history about me and ve being vegan. Years ago, back in 98, when nobody knew anything about being vegan, I decided I was gonna be vegan. I oh, lasted two weeks. That's it, two weeks. <laughs> it was horrifying. No Everything had all kinds of animal products in it. Nothing worked, I was starving. I was like, this is horrible. Like, who would do, who wants to do this? And I, I'm going to tell you why I became vegan in 1998. Because I saw an interview with Erica Badu. Uh -huh. And I found out she was vegan. And I was yeah. an Erica Badu fan. Mm -hmm. And the question was, she was on Oprah. And Oprah said, what do you, what does it take to be a vegan? And she fell out laughing. She said a record deal. Because <laughs> back then, being vegan was super expensive. You wow. had to buy all these specialty products. <laughs> it did not work. It la I lasted two weeks. So I had a bad taste in my mouth about being vegan. Yeah. Then I do this wellness cleanse and I decide I'm going to do this as a vegan, right? Right. Okay. Now, by now, 2015, it's all kinds of new foods. There are cookbooks specifically dedicated to vegan food. The food is not like two little pieces of leaf and a cucumber. Like it's real food. I was like, <laughs> okay, this is not terrible. Right. So on this wellness cleanse, I start sleeping better. Bloat goes away because I stopped taking all those supplements because I'm just doing this for the cleanse, right? right. Came off all my supplements. Um, my bloat went away. I started sleeping through the night. Really? We got to three weeks. I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm really? That's three it. Weeks. So I became vegan in 2015 and I haven't looked back. And I have to explain that story to people because people will think, you know, they hear, oh, you're vegan. Instantly, they think I'm going to judge them. Um, and they're like, well, I'm not vegan. Can I still do your program? Yes, you can still do my program. Right. I, I don't care if you're vegan or not. I right. am vegan. That is my choice. I'm happy with my choice. Mm -hmm. It's your body. I tell people this all the time. It's your body. You're the one who's got to live in it. Yes. It's important that you feel good about the choices that you've made while you're living in this body. Yes. So that's my story. It, and after, after that, because I could cook anyway, right? I was like, all right, I gotta learn how to cook. Like I have to learn how to cook without butter, without any type of meat, without fish, without spices that are specifically designed to enhance the taste of meat. Like when I would make greens, I always make greens with like a turkey wing. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to break that cycle because I was not accustomed to not having meat in my vegetables. Uh -huh. 
I thought I was just supposed that the vegetables were supposed to be seasoned with meat, which is really a backwards way of thinking if you think about it. <laughs> vegetables and vegetables, meat is the meat. Right. Why do you need the vegetable to taste like meat? Like exactly. Right. If you think about it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. But at the time, I was like, I was very unconscious about what I was putting in my body. As long as it hit a macro, as long as there was a protein, mm -hmm. a starch, and a carb, I felt like in like a little bit of fat. I mm -hmm. very much used to count my macros. I would look at my plate and be like, how do I balance my plate? How do I count my macros? Yeah. Well, once I became vegan, I had to re-educate myself about that kind of training. That kind of training is very common among personal trainers, very mm -hmm. common at the gym. You hear people tell you all the time, like, we don't count calories, we count macros. Counting period is counterintuitive because what ends up happening to you is you think that you have to stay inside of this box and it keeps you restricted in your life. If you're like, oh, I can't have more than 1600 calories on this plate or I've hit my calorie limit and it's like 3 p.m. and you're starving, yes. then you beat yourself up because you're still hungry because your body is hungry and you're not listening to it. Right. Instead, you're concerned with the number. My goal is to pull that mindset out of people who work with me. We are, we do not count. I care about how you feel. I make you talk about how you feel because the goal is to shift your relationship with food. You will find that people who have, who constantly diet, who are up and down and chasing that 10 pounds, chasing that 20 pounds, counting macros, counting calories, this is what a balanced plate looks like. And on and on and on and on. All of those are crutches. Mm. And they get us out of the habit of having a conversation with our bodies. Your body will ask for things. It will not ask for a food. A craving is emotional. It's mental. But physically, your body needs fat, salt, sugar, and sometimes acid. It likes those things, right? So it comes... <laughs> Those things come in different forms of a craving. So I have people tell me when we talk about intuitive eating, I have people tell me, well, I intuitively want cake. You intuitively want fat and sugar. That's what you want. Your emotions and your brain is like, I want cake. But the body's like, I just want some fat and sugar. Like I'm tired right. and I'll need something to stick to me mm -hmm. and I want some sugar so I can wake up. Right. You understand that if you get, the signals from your body and you listen to them, you can make educated decisions about what to feed yourself. Personally, I am mineral deficient because I sweat all the time. I teach hot yoga and I love an infrared sauna. So I am constantly sweating. My body is constantly trying to cool itself down, which means I'm leaching minerals. Right. I tend to crave pickles, awesome. sodium. Sodium. I want the salt. Hmm. So the craving for the pickle is emotional because pickles is like a childhood favorite. It was something I had when I was younger. Right. But my body is asking for sodium. My body's like, listen, we are depleted. You sweat everything out. Mm -hmm. I need minerals. Right. So I instinctively know to feed my body the minerals that I've leached out while I'm sweating. Where are you getting the minerals? Typically, I'll either do, if it's an emergency and I've sweat to the point where like... <laughs> I need to get it together. I'll do trace minerals in water. Water. Right. But mostly I just use a sea salt. I love the Korean bamboo salt. That's like mm. my favorite salt ever. Right. Um, I'll, I'll use the Korean bamboo salt. I like seaweed salt. Um, and in a pinch, if I can't get my hands on either one of those things, I tend to cook with those things. 
right. if I can't get my hands on them, like if I'm out or whatever, then a sea salt or Himalayan pink salt will do the, the trick. I don't need the saltiness, right? So you find that an iodized salt, like a Morton's or something. If you start using a Himalayan pink salt and you go back to an to one of the, the common brand salts, mm -hmm. your stuff's going to be so salty, you're going to freak out. Really? You don't really? even realize how salty that salt is. Himalayan salt is not as, it's just not as salty. It's right. salt for the most part is salt. So mm -hmm. before we start getting into which salt is better, salt is salt, right? Mm -hmm. But you're going to find out that some salts are not as salty as others. Therefore, you mm -hmm. can wean yourself off the need to over salt everything. You will wow. literally wean yourself off that need. Just like when you cut sugar, you might right. go through a withdrawal as a former sugar addict. I will attest to that. Yes, yes. But eventually, your body stops craving it. So I used to think I ate so much sugar via these red vines that I didn't think that fruit was sweet. Really? You felt, you, really? That's amazing. Really? I thought berries were sour. Whew. The only sweet I would really like is like a mango, something that's really, really sweet. Yeah. But a pineapple would be uh, still a little bit too sour. Um, yeah. Unless an orange was super ripe and super sweet, and orange was out of the question. Grapefruit was not even in the conversation. I would imagine. Uh, There's no way you couldn't get me to eat a grapefruit. What is that? I'm not doing that. And right. now grapefruits are sweet to me. Oh, really? So you yeah. can wean yourself off the addiction to sugar the same way you can wean yourself off the addiction to salt. The hilarious thing about me and needing minerals is that typically you'll hear people say, cut the sodium, cut the sodium, cut the sodium. My body is the opposite. Your body says, give me sodium, give me give sodium. Give me sodium. Give me sodium because you've leached out all of my sodium because you sweat too much. Right, right, right. So and for that, me, it's quite different. And it's it's actually fitting that we're having this conversation because I just got, I had a full blood panel done and I just got my results back. How was it? And all my results are perfect. Really? Perfect. I am on, so in, there's always a range. They tell you what your number is and then they tell you what the range is. And I am low to mid in every single range. Low. I'm not even on the other side. And I, and I haven't hit the middle number in any range. I'm right there at where you should start. My potassium is like right there at the mark um, of where the range is. But everything else is maybe a, a point or two above. Wow, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. And I was very, very excited about that because it's been a while since I've had a full lab workup. Yes. And it's just nice to know what's <laughs> happening on the inside of your body. It's good to get your blood work done. Get your blood pressure taken. Get get your things done. Find out what's happening. Where you're at, yes. Right. And, and for me, it's particularly important because of the field that I'm in. So I am in a field that does not always value Western medicine. Right. So yoga and spirituality and meditation in this country mm -hmm. does not always value Western medicine. So you'll have people say, oh, no, no, you don't need to go to a doctor, just fast. Or you don't need to see anybody, just meditate. That is dangerous. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very, very vocal against it because it gives practitioners, it gives us a bad name. Right. Because then people think that all we did was, you know, charge some crystals and some water and have like a couple of sprinkles of dew and then everything's fine and, and western medicine is not to be trusted i find that philosophy very very dangerous 
And I want to actively have a conversation about us breaking that habit because I tell people all the time, I'll have people come into a class and say, oh, well, you know, I'm not gonna go to a doctor because I know yoga is gonna fix everything. That's a falsehood. Yoga is not gonna fix everything. And if you have chronic pain, you need to go and invest in a technology that allows you to see on the inside of your body. That means you need to go to a doctor. Right, what's going on with your body? It's very important to have these conversations. I cannot tell you how many people come to me and are like, oh, no, no, I'm just gonna do these, these stretches and I know everything will be fine. And their sciatic nerve is trying to destroy them because they've been in so much pain that now they can't even sit for long periods of time. And I'm like, listen, this movement is beneficial. I need you to go find out what's going on with your body. Right. You can do the, you can do both. You can do this too. Yes. You can work out. You can come stretch with me. You can come breathe with me. You can come meditate. All of those things are beneficial. These things are not going to harm you, but it is very important that we take a comprehensive approach to our health and our wellness. No one thing is going to solve all of your problems. That is dangerous rhetoric, and it gets a lot of people in trouble. Hmm. Well, Use both. I have a relationship with my doctor. He's like, listen, get in here. Yes. I need to yes. see what's happening on the inside of your body. I'm staring down a barrel of 50. That's not a joke, right? Your right. body is still going to age. Yes, most definitely. Right. But, but I'm so glad I can't be out here being like, I'm just going to do yoga, you know? Yes. <laughs> and kale and everything's going to be fine. Absolutely not. Because now I am at an age where my body is going through a change. It's getting ready to stop making babies and right. things are going to shift and everything is going to look and function very differently. It is really important that I be educated and proactive about right. what is happening in my body. Yes, most definitely. And I'm glad you mentioned that because so many of us, we're all getting older, mm -hmm. all right? The, uh, the American population. And unfortunately, we get, we're also becoming sicker uh, yes. with chronic, chronic disease, you know, I mean, look, the pandemic was no joke. Right. And come to find out, most of the people who were affected had comorbidities. Yes. Right? And we so. I don't like to have this conversation because it makes everybody uncomfortable. But the reality is, you have to stop looking for someone else to solve the problems that are happening in your body. You have to have agency and autonomy about what is happening in your body. And yes. stop thinking that, oh, if I just take this pill or I go make the doctor fix it. I have medical professionals in my family and that is a regular complaint. People walk in and want us to just throw a pill at them and solve their problems. And it doesn't solve the problem. They, they keep coming back. They detox and they retox. You right. know what I'm saying? And I tell people all the time, chronic pain and chronic illness is not a rite of passage in aging. Just because you get older does not mean that you're supposed to have chronic pain or a chronic illness. Yes. That is your lifestyle. It is time for you to take a look at the habits that you've cultivated over the decades and yeah. find out how those habits are having an effect on your body. For me, it was sugar. It was red vine. The beautiful thing is that I had this horrible habit when I was in my 20s, so my body was able to recover from it. But I deal with people every day that say, no, no, I have to have this eclair with my coffee. I have to have this slice of pie. You cannot take this wine away from me. You can't take it as if I am separating them from something that is intrinsically part of their makeup. It's very emotional. Yeah. And let's not even get into culture. 
Dealing with people and culture, no, we have to have this food. This is part of my culture. This particular part of your culture is killing you. Thank you. Yes, most You have to be honest about that. Definitely. And I am so sorry that everybody else in your family engages in the exact same cultural habits and appears to be doing fine. For some reason, you just got the short straw and you're the one who's having all the problems. Sometimes things are unfair. I'm very sorry about that, but this is your body and you have to decide how you are going to take agency and, and really take control of your health. Stop worrying about what your cousin looks like. Stop worrying about what your mom or your dad or your, your siblings look like. Mm -hmm. Even though they do the same things that you do, this is having an adverse effect on your body. So yeah. let's talk about your body and how we can balance you out. Hmm. Good, good point. And how do you, how do you balance, how do you reach out to your clients and show them how to balance it out? Especially if they're over with honesty. Honesty. So some people, I don't do this for everybody, but people I can tell, it's usually the way the conversation goes. Oh, you know, I'm really healthy. I already eat really healthy. I work out three days a week. Everything's fine. And I'm looking at this person and I'm looking at their eyes because I typically look for the clarity in the eyes, clarity in the skin. And I'm not talking about common skin problems, but there is a clarity in a person's skin, whether they have acne or whatever, that tells me that their skin barrier is healthy. Hmm. If that skin barrier is not healthy, if the eyes are cloudy, if they're, we're talking about fatigue, inability to sleep, I must have that cup of coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon. Then I already know that no matter how healthy you declare yourself, we got to talk. Huh. Something's up. So typically I'll ask them to keep a food diary. So keeping a food diary is funny because of course, for those three days, I said, tell them, just tell me what you're, what you're eating for three days. I don't care what it is. This is not, I'm not judging you. I don't care. Whatever you eat, just write it down because what it's going to teach me is not only what you're eating, but when you're eating. Ah, when? So of course, for that next three days, they're on their best behavior, right? <laughs> yes. So the food diary looks like asparagus and chicken breast. Yes. Non-caffeinated herbal tea. Oh, every day, yeah. Oh yeah, every single day. Water, 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 right? Tons oh yeah. Tons oh. Of water. Every please. Just, oh yeah, just the, so the food diary is what they think is you perfect. Want. Yeah. Right. So they're on their best behavior. Yes. They turn in this food diary and they're super proud. And what I typically find in the food diary is that they are under eating. Under eating. I typically find that they're under eating and they're eating at times that are not compatible with their sleep wake cycle and with their lifestyle. Because we don't live in an Ayurvedic society, right? We don't live in a society where we rise and sleep with the sun. Some of us work at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, we don't live in a world where we are literally in harmony with nature. So yeah. that means that your cutoff period of eating, you know, there, there was this whole thing that went around a few years ago where like, they were like, don't eat anything past 7 p.m. Well, that doesn't work for a person who has to go to work at 2 a.m. Right. Yes. Right. True. So my job is to teach them how to set their own internal nutritional clock based on their lifestyle. There are no hard and fast rules for every single human. We're very different. We respond differently to different things. And the other myth is that just because a thing is healthy, that it's also healthy for your individual body. There are some things that are healthy on paper, but that my body does not agree with. It just mm. doesn't like it. 
You know, I end up not feeling my best. My husband, on the other hand, can eat these things and be fine. Wow. He has a different metabolism. He has a different sleep-wake cycle. Yes. We wake up and go to sleep at completely different times during the day. We're two completely different humans. Mm. So our nutritional intake reflects that. Yes. There are some things that he eats, I just can't eat. The man can eat lentil burgers until the cows come home. I <laughs> eat one lentil burger and I'm comatose. Well, really? I just want to take a nap. Wow. I can't function. I'm worthless. I don't want to talk to anybody. I definitely don't want to work out. I don't want to do anything. He's mm. like, okay, let's go. He can run a marathon. Like that for him is fuel. He needs more protein than I need. Remember before I was overloading on protein? Right. My body doesn't need that much protein. Hmm. Wow. Now what I do you completely overloaded? Wow. Now again, talking about people as we get older, mm -hmm. because I think we're we're moving less. And I've been to your Instagram page. And there's a lot of movement on your page. How important is that as we age? Oh my goodness. Move your body every single day. I'm not telling you to go run 10 miles. I'm not telling you to beat yourself up at the gym, but get up and move your body every single day. As we get older, we mm -hmm. lose joint mobility. We lose the fluid that keeps our joints super lubricated. We also lose the ability to quick recover. We have to help that ability along. As we get older, it gets get older, the body is trying to break itself down. So to be completely morbid, the body from birth to about mid-30s is living. And then from about mid-30s on, it's preparing to die. Mm. That sounds terrible, right? Woo. Yeah, when you exactly. say that, people are like, oh my God, yes, yes. trying to die. It's just <laughs> the natural function of things. We stop doing the things in the beginning when our body is developing we have quick recovery times we're building all types of bone density and muscle mass all of these things are happening and we can do things to our bodies when we're younger that we definitely can't do when we get older because our body is like okay so we've done that right we're not developing anything new we don't need to have more bone density because we're not growing anymore like we're pretty much done so right. now we're just going to get ready to wrap it up that means everything starts going downhill especially when i'm dealing with women in hormone shifts so once they get past 40 really i start to make going past 40 even though 45 is really where they're going to start to see the shift your hormones are going to shift your body is not interested in making babies anymore this right. does not mean that you're not going to get pregnant if you're not careful but it does mean that you are just not going to be producing as many hormones because your body doesn't need them anymore. They're like, okay, we did that thing, right? We had the kids, we're done. So especially as you get into your late 40s, you start going into your 50s, your periods are going to get irregular, you'll go through what we call hormone surges. All of this affects your metabolism, it affects the way you process food, it affects your rest cycles, it affects your mood. I teach them how to balance those things out. I can usually tell if I have a, a person going through a change, even when they haven't given me their age, because the symptoms present pretty much the same, oh. right? So I'm like, okay, so we need to get your energy stores up because you cannot have this 4 p.m. cup of coffee is killing you. Huh. Right. So let's do something different. When do you start to feel weird and fatigued and tired? And what do you do to combat that? Typically it's a sweet pastry, a thing, that's your sugar spike. Right. And then your caffeine happy right but then they live off of that sugar spike long after the crash because the crash happens a couple hours later they get themselves to starving point this is at about 8 30 9 o'clock at night and then they consume like copious amounts of lasagna 
because now I'm starving. So I'm oh. going to eat everything and I need something to stick to me. So I want salt and fat, right? That's the cheese. Yeah. I want mm -hmm. the fat. I need something to stick to me. And then that keeps them up. So they got another energy burst because they just ate this ridiculously heavy meal, right? So now they're going to be up and restless and really not wanting to settle in. The body also can't digest because you just put a whole bunch of stuff in and the body's now in shock because it was in starvation mode right. a few hours ago. Now it's in shock and it's like, okay, I got all this food. And yeah. you are sitting still and you're not moving. So you're not helping me. Right. 11.30 rolls around and they need cookies. Yeah. Put something to snack on. A yes. handful of trail mix, something, reading a book, looking at the phone, on a computer, watching TV, whatever. But now we're getting closer to midnight. We're getting closer to the next day. Your body has never gotten a rest. Right. It has never gotten a chance to digest. First of all, you have these massive gaps between your eating times. Mm -hmm. So your body's going into starvation and then it freaks out, sends you the signal to panic, and now you consume everything. If you happen to be out, you're going to end up in somebody's drive through because huh. right. now you're just trying to satisfy you're trying to satisfy that need satisfy mm, that craving right. right it's very unconscious people don't even realize that they're doing it they're just listening to the body once the body has gone into panic instead of asking it what it needs from moment to moment your body needs something different every day i don't eat the same thing every day i want something different every day if huh. i've had a really stressful day that salt kicks in right some people think like stressful day is like winding down with some type of sugar. sugar in my body it's some kind of salt huh. it's something that's hearty and salty and before i was vegan the thing that used to, to, to just knock me out of the park pizza good old-fashioned really? new york slice new york yes <laughs> yes thin crust yes you oh yeah the, you get the marinara just right I remember Don't that. talk to me about uh -huh. perfect pizza, okay? Yes, you know, you know, you know. That was my thing. And typically, the worst day of my week was Friday, because I worked Monday through Friday. Right. Friday, I'm just trying to get out and get home, get away from everybody, right? I'm tired. Right. I put up with everybody all week. I'm exhausted. I don't have any obligations. I would go to the, my little pizza joint. They're still around. Village Pizzeria. Really? And I would order, check this. This is when I was single. My husband still, think, still thinks I'm crazy. I would order an extra large pizza. So this is like an 18 inch pizza. Oh, yeah. I would eat all of it, but two slices. You, all of it? I could never get the last two slices in my body. I would try to get as much right. as possible. Because it's happiness, right? Yes. It's cheese, it's salt, it's fat. I'm happy. Mm. I would get all that pizza in, wash it down with a with, with two liter bottle of Coke. Really, two bottles of Coke? Did you say Coke? Woo. Two liter bottle of Coca-Cola. Oh my God. Oh, I, this is why I try to tell people, please stop thinking that all I used to eat was kale. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes. Speak from experience. I understand what these things do to the body. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I now have all this energy. I would go out because now I'm up, right? So I can yeah. go out. I got energy. I got caffeine in my body. I got sugar. I got salt. I got fat. I would go out, pass out about 2 p.m. I mean, 2 a.m., wake up feeling like trash. So yeah. while all those weekend warriors are in the gym, mm -hmm. I can't even see straight. Really? Yeah. It's like nine, 10 o'clock Saturday morning and I have no idea what day it is, what time it is, and it would take me the entire day to recover. Really? All that time wasted? Wasted. I couldn't get anything done. My Saturdays used to be so unproductive because I was just like, ugh, I just <laughs> gotta get this out of my body. 
This is before the yoga, before you began teaching yoga or during? This is when I was killing myself at the gym. This is when I was loading up protein. Right. This is when I was loading, because it was like, whatever. I work out all week, right? I'm hitting the protein. I'm hitting the supplements. Right. What's an extra large pizza? Yes. Yeah. This is the thing. Even as I say that to people, I do not want to tell people that pizza is evil. It was the way that yeah. I consumed this ridiculous amount. I got to, I got almost an entire extra large pizza in this body mm. to the point where I couldn't breathe. Amazing. Because I'm yeah. unconscious, right? I'm not yes. thinking about what I'm eating. I'm just like, gimme, 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 gimme. Because yes. I've been starving. I work my body up to this. By the yeah. time I would get that pizza, I was ready to eat everything. Mm. And most people think, okay, so I ate all that pizza. I'll go to the gym. I'll burn it off in two hours. That's not the case, right? Your body doesn't work that way. Don't work that way. But most people think it does. They do. They're like, oh, I had a cookie. So I'm gonna ride, I'm gonna run an extra mile. No. 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 <laughs> your body, you okay. cannot outrun. I tell people this all the time. You cannot outrun your, your fork. fork. Yeah, my favorite you line. Cannot. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying. That way leads to madness. You're gonna drive yourself crazy. Yes. Nutrition supports mm -hmm. fitness. Yes. Fitness does not support nutrition. There you go. That is a backwards way of thinking. And it gets people not only in trouble with not being able to process the nutrition, it leads to injury because they are overextending themselves and trying to run that extra mile or do that extra thing out of some shame about what they put in their bodies. Right, right. That's why I work at the root. We start with the nutrition. You start with the nutrition. Yes. Start. Good, good point. Good point. I had a doctor, I interviewed a doctor recently, and she was saying, um, Dr. Sanaz, she was saying that even for somebody who's an avid runner, okay, who runs all the time, the first thing she focuses on is nutrition. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to get a handle on first. Not the exercise, right. but nutrition. And that's what so ends important. up happening with good nutrition is your body, it's now energized, it's fueled, it's nourished, it can do things for you. It can now serve you. You serve your body with balanced nutrition, it can now serve you with exercise. And that's how you start to surprise yourself. That's how you hit milestones and surpass them. At my age, I can do things that I was not able to do in my 30s because hmm. I was tearing my body up thinking if I just do this more, then I'll get better at it, right? Forget the nutrition, not even thinking about the nutrition, eating red vines, swallowing all types of protein. If I just run further, if I just hit this harder, if I just put another plate on this bar, then I will win. I'll, and then I won't have to worry about it anymore, which is yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely yeah. not true. Right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. So to be our happy and our highest, healthiest self, it's going to take nutrition. It starts with you being honest about yourself. Starts with being honest about yourself. Who are you? What do you like? Okay. What are you naturally attracted to? I don't believe in feeding people food that they think is disgusting. Because oh. they're not going to eat it. Or they're just going to do it long enough to shut me up. And then they're going to fire me and go eat what they want to eat. Right, right. But because do you that's have that temporary way of thinking. Right. The temporary way of, I just got to, if, if I can just do this for this program with this girl, I can lose this 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. right? right. Then I'm going to go back to what I'm used to. And then they get confused. I don't know what I put the weight back on. I don't know why I can't sleep. I don't know why I'm bloated. I don't know why I'm constipated. We have to have a conversation. This is a way of life. 
And the other trope that we get stuck in, and you definitely see this in the vegan community, is that we get stuck with substitutions. Substitutions okay. are an illusion. Oh, really? You are better off eating okay. the thing. You're Eat better off doing the thing than eating a fake version of it. Eating a fake version of it. <laughs> Processed food is not good for you. Mm -hmm. And when we have the processed food conversation, then people want to say, oh, well, you know, oats are processed because they are. They're picked and they're rolled. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about highly processed foods to the point where you are now creating something out of nothing. Right. Because you're looking for a substitution. So my favorite quote is that there's no such thing as junk food. There's junk and there's food. Oh, right. The junk is not food. Right. <laughs> So eat the Very whole good. foods, eat the whole versions of the thing and ask yourself what you need. Because if you learn what you need, you can eat those things occur uh, accordingly. I used to eat copious amounts of red meat. Hmm. I could make a mean steak. Listen, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can smell my steak down the street. And when I stopped eating meat, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to eat? I can't eat steak. Let me go find some substitution steak, right? Let me go find the vegan version of the steak. So I started out as a processed food vegan. A lot of vegans do. They start out just trying to replace the one thing. You decide you don't want to eat animals anymore. So then you eat the vegan version of that animal. The animal, yes. yes. Still a processed food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's still the same. Still a processed food. Ah. And it's, it's actually in the long run, going to do more damage hmm. than if you just had the chicken breast. Wow, yes, yes, yes. That is blasphemy in the vegan community. I will absolutely get flamed for that, but it is ridiculous for, have, but for us to be dishonest about these things. Wow. That's a dishonest trope. Or you know what? You could just stop eating it. <laughs> you could just stop, stop worrying about the, the substitution and right. the fake version right. and get in touch with your body. I've been vegan since 20, 2015. I am not apologetic about that. I do not feel any kind of way about that. I love the way I feel. I love the food that I eat. I don't eat substitutions. Hmm. So you're only eating whole foods, living foods. Yes. Foods that have life, electric yes. foods, right? Yep. In your body. Right. Nice. Very good. Now, that does not mean that hmm. occasionally I won't have chips. That technically was a living food, like back before it got sliced and fried, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend that I have my own garden and everything I eat is from the earth. That's absolutely not true. Right. But we absolutely approach this from a balanced perspective. Mm. And we've gotten to the point in the food industry where you don't, like for me, I eat siete chips. So they're not made from potatoes. They're made from cassava root. Oh, oh okay. They're easier on my digestion. Right. So if I have a person that tells me, I love chips. Like, I don't think that I'm going to be able to give up chips and guacamole, right? Because that's like their thing. Right. And I send them a recipe for guacamole and mm. I tell them to go get some Siete chips. Okay. And they are so happy. They're so happy. Because <laughs> we have to destroy the notion that just because you want to get healthy, that you now have to restrict. You now have to punish yourself. That's not sustainable. Right. It's not a good idea to tell a person, oh, no, 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 you can only have 1300 calories or you can only, you, you cannot have this thing at all, like ever in life. That's mm. a great way to set somebody up for failure. So Most a lot of times I'll wean and I'll find the root cause of a thing. So for chips, it's a crunch. 
people are literally, they want the crunch and they want the salt and carrots are just not cutting it. Because usually somebody would be like, well, we'll eat a carrot. And you're like, I don't want a carrot. I want a chip. No, grab it. Yeah. <laughs> if I wanted a carrot, I would eat a carrot. I don't yeah. want a carrot. I want a chip. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. Let's figure out how to address this without you feeling awful afterwards, both physically and emotionally, because food is emotional. We try to pretend it's not. We're like, oh, no, no, no. Just eat these things, especially, you know, those of us in, in the fitness industry, in the wellness industry, we try to act like it's completely disconnected. You know, you just eat your macros, count your calories, <laughs> stop getting attached to stuff. This is why the health and fitness industry is a multi-billion dollar industry and we are fatter than ever. We are more unhealthy than ever yeah. because of this weird temporary thing that we want these quick fixes. We want it to happen yesterday. Yes. Right. Yes. And we also don't want to give up what we, we feel like something's being taken from us. So, and we think that something's wrong with us because we feel that way. That is a very natural reaction. Mm. And you should yes. not be ashamed of that. You should not be ashamed of feeling like, is this going to make me suffer? Who wants to suffer? How, no. I don't know anybody that's like, oh, I, I want to suffer. Who wants to suffer? <laughs> Nobody. So we punish ourselves and we beat ourselves up and we make ourselves suffer for this ridiculous aesthetic that some, you know, some television show or some magazine or some guru told us that, that was the thing that we were supposed to aspire to. And if we can't aspire to it, we feel inadequate. Oh, most definitely. I tell people eat more what God made and less what man made. Okay, that's the key. Simple. Boom. And then people are like, oh, you're vegan. Like, you must not <laughs> have that many choices. I'm, I'm like, vegan. I want you to think about this. As a meat eater, you have four choices. You got chicken, fish, pork, beef. That's it. Right. And some like variation in between. If you're mm -hmm. having that every single day, which I don't care if you're an omnivore or not, that is just not healthy. That's where Meatless Monday came from. Put the meat down, eat some vegetables, right? right? So if you're having that every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, who has the restricted diet? Because I don't eat the same thing twice. Yes, exactly. There are thousands of things for me to eat. Wow. You eat four things. Mm. And I saw quite a bit of them on your Instagram you know, page. Right. Awesome. Oh, I love to cook. I love food. I tell people all the time, I love food. I don't believe in portion restrictions. I don't believe in counting calories. I don't believe in counting macros. I love abundant food. I like to feel full. I like to be excited about taste. Yes. I don't like things that taste bad. Yeah. I saw a hilarious meme that said eating out at a healthy restaurant, uh, eating out at a healthy restaurant is like, I could have made this myself. Really? <laughs> sometimes we go out and I'm like, mm, yeah, we would have done this better. Like I would have added this and taken this away. So yes. sometimes if it's a place that we're really familiar with, I'll say, can you ask the chef to just like, you know, throw that in there, move this around a little bit, really? put a little extra, and they'll just hook me up because they're used to me. Oh, okay. Right. Like, get her out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but that sometimes they take it as a challenge, which I really love. I love a chef that's adventurous. Like, what do you want? Really? Challenge me. <laughs> You know, and then it's like a little game and I'll see what they can do because I can cook. Yes. Yes. So I'm like, if I go out, if I'm going to, if I'm going to pay you to cook for me, impress me. Yeah. Right? Yes. Most definitely. Yeah. I'm paying you. Right. Right. Oh, that's right. a good point. Now, who are your ideal clients? I would say 
An ideal client is a client that is willing to do the work and that understands that there are no quick fixes. And you, I'm in it with you. I will tell people all the time, listen, I'm going to always be next to you with glitter and pom-poms, jumping upside, jumping upside down and cheering you on always, but I will not drag you. Huh. I will not carry you. No, good for you. Won't this carry is you. not a place for you to be told that the things that have been hurting you up to this point are okay. Hmm. I will tell people in a heartbeat, I'm not for everybody. I'm not offended if you don't want to work with me. Oh, I hear I'm you. really okay with that. I hear you. Do you, do you uh, interview clients? Sometimes. And I fire clients. And you fire clients. I have fire clients. Wow. Awesome. And that is usually comes as a surprise. Hmm. But when I say to them, we're not compatible. We're not compatible. You want to make excuses or you just want to only do right or do right by your body because it's not even a universal right or wrong thing. But when I explain to them, like you are literally hurting yourself. What are you gaining by hurting yourself? You, that's what you're doing. Whether you want to admit that or not, that's what's happening. Wow. If that's the way you want to live your life, it's your body. That's fine. I respect that. Yes. But it puts a strain on me if I am constantly, every time I come in contact with you, if I am constantly looking to course correct you, we're not making any progress because we are always starting from the beginning yes. because you had to have six glasses of wine last night. So now hmm. you can't move. Yeah. Yes. I'm asking you to do something and you are having the hardest time just breathing when you knew you were coming to be with me today. You knew you were coming to work out with me today. Yes. We have the same appointment. We keep the same appointment every week. And every week, we are starting from scratch. So then my question is, do you just want to hang out with me? Are you paying for my company? Yeah. yeah. Do you just want a friend? Because yeah. I'm a very expensive friend. I hear you. Ah. So what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you here? Wow. It's yeah. clearly not for the reasons that you stated. So mm. let's be honest. Mm. Did you think that if you paid this fee, that magically your body and your brain would fall in line right. and you would instantly become this human being that you have not been up to this point? Mm. Yes. I know people who join expensive gyms because they think paying that monthly gym membership will somehow turn them into a person who works out, even though they never worked out before then. I'm hey. like, Please go to the Y. It's cheaper. Yes. And so that way, if you don't go, you're not out of $600 a month. Right. You're out of like 20. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You paying more money is not going to make you more of something that you naturally aren't. Right. So right. those are uncomfortable conversations that we, I, that we have. And sometimes I even tell people, listen, I, I'll look at just what they're asking for. And I'll tell them, I'm not the right fit. I can probably recommend somebody to you. Wow. Wow. I can send you someone who yeah. will yell at you or who will allow you to make excuses or who will just separate you from your money and not really care if you have a result or not because you don't care. So why should they? Right. I am not that kind of guide. I wow. will not do that. I am disinterested in carrying anyone. We wow. are a community. We lift each other up because I don't do this by myself. Mm. 
Right, right. When they decide to work with me, they get put in a community of human beings. Mm, and there's I... always somebody in that community that can talk to them. Always. We have people from all walks of life. There has not been a person who's come to me yet that I can't think of three people that they should talk to in that community. I'm like, oh, such and such is dealing with that. You know what? Y'all reach out to each other and I'll do a digital handshake. This person is dealing with fibromyalgia or cancer or chronic back pain or foot pain or having skin rashes or skin issues, caffeine addiction, sugar addiction, substance addiction. We cover the gamut. Wow, wow. We wow. tend to work with people who don't fit what would be your ideal, the I want to lose 20 pounds people. We have some of those, but most of my people are recovering from substance addiction, are recovering from not only just weight addiction in that I put on an extra 30 pounds, in I put in a, on an extra 250 pounds. Really? That extreme? Yes. One of my clients lost 250 pounds. Under your class, in your class, in your yep. program. It took us three years, but we did it. Wow. Yeah. But then that was. We don't believe in rapid weight loss. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, are your classes virtual or in person or both? Both. All right. So, so someone. Go ahead. My classes, uh, we live stream every Sunday. You live stream. Mm -hmm. okay. We live stream at class every Sunday at 915 Pacific Standard Time. Okay. Um, people are perfectly welcome to to buy a class pass and come in and and take the class with us um we te i teach in person five days a week five days a week we t i teach five days a week but one of the classes is uh invite only because it's it's too hard oh really i wanted to have one advanced class as a matter of fact that class is tonight so fridays oh, are invite only we oh, don't um allow people to come in those people have been training with me for years. Really? So some of the really insane things, I don't know if you saw the wheel move that one of my clients did with Around the World, where she basically took her foot all the way around. I think I saw that on the Instagram. She had to train for that. Really? She had to work on that. And that's just a very small part of what we do with those wheels. Mm -hmm. So I would never have a beginner come into that class because they would be like, oh, mm -mm, this is not for me. They would just give up and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Yes. So yeah. yeah, we don't, and I don't want to discourage anybody. I would really want people to look at those things and say, "What is it going to take? Yes. How can I work up to that?" So I always tell people, "Listen, just come to the twelve o'clock. I mean, to do the nine fifteen live stream on Sunday. Even right. if you sit there and eat ice cream and watch <laughs> us work out, <laughs> get an idea of what we're doing." have yeah. an idea of what we're doing. I do prefer to have the cameras on so that I can correct form, but everybody doesn't want to put their, their cameras on. That's fine. Right. Um, just at least see what we do. Wow, nice. You know, it's the same group. We're all different ages, all different ethnicities. We laugh, we scream, we cry, we cuss. Mm. All those things happen in class. It's perfectly fine. I don't even care. It's like, yeah. it's fine. Just breathe, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then if you're more interested and you want to work out virtually, because we do allow people, if they want to come to a class during the week and they are not local, right. we allow them to buy a virtual pass. Oh, so nice. on those days, they can, we'll just live stream the class. We live stream the classes on Sunday, regardless. Mm. It doesn't matter that the, the camera goes on on Sundays, but say, you know, someone wants to come to Tuesday. Or they want to come to Wednesday morning or they want to know what Habibi balance is. We do that on Monday nights. 
Who just hit the camera? Wow. Are you, are, you with us? are you ever off? I mean, on Saturdays, on Saturdays, are you, uh, is that your? So I just switched the off day. It used to be Wednesdays and Saturdays, and now it's Thursdays and Saturdays. Thursdays. So you give yourself two, so two I take two days off. Nice. Very yeah, good. And, and on those days, and everybody knows I don't take phone calls. I don't, I don't work with clients on those days. Everybody's very clear that I am disinterested in looking after anyone, that it is, those are my days to look after myself. Self-care, self for yourself, family, 100%. I've even had clients text me and say, hey, I know it's your day off, but, and I'm like, anything after the but doesn't matter. <laughs> it's Tough. my day off, Tough love. period. Yes. <laughs> Unless the house is on fire, I will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> yes. You know, how can my audience find out more about you? How can we connect with you? I am all over the internet. So the easiest, fastest way to find me is on Instagram under Shahada Kareem. Super easy. I respond to all DMs. Send me a DM. People send me DMs. Listen. They do not when I said my DMs are open, last time I told somebody my DMs are open. People DM me with every chronic ailment, fatigue, really? issue, body <laughs> function. It's fine. Really? It's fine. Just talk to me. It's fine. And if I don't know the answer and I can't find out the answer because maybe you need to see a doctor, I will tell you to go see a doctor. Right. I don't have all the answers. I will do what I can with the information and the education that I have. But there are times when I've said to people, this is a conversation you need to have with your doctor. If you don't have one, let's work on finding you one. Wow. Nice. Right. I will work with people where they are. If they're completely stuck, completely lost, the only thing they're ever on is Instagram or Facebook or the internet. I'm like, okay. Let's find some places in your area. Because I, I work with people all over the country, sometimes all over the world. I have a couple of clients overseas. Hmm. Let's find some people in your area. Let me talk to someone. I have a network of medical professionals, including mental health professionals. I work with two clinical therapists. They have access to networks and colleagues all over the world. I'm like, okay, this person needs this thing. I need help. Help me find somebody for this person. Help me find an organization where they can go. Help me find a nonprofit where they can volunteer. All of our cancer, cancer patients, we send them to one of my favorite nonprofits because the fee, it, it's free. There is no fee. It's a donation-based nonprofit. So all of the services are free to members. Oh, nice. So all of my cancer patients, I send to the Foundation for Living Beauty because there's never a charge. Wow. Nice. It's completely donation-based. Wow. So that, that's, a, that's good news for someone who's already dealing with something that's super stressful and, and they may not have the money or the resources. I'm like, go to this website, reach out to these people, tell them I sent you. Hmm. It's free. All the information is free. If they come to your area, go to their classes, go to their education seminars, meet people like you. They even have these parties where all of the cancer survivors come together and they have this great party. It's a beautiful organization. Wow. So it's things like that I'm very proud to be associated with. And I'm, I'm happy to help people round out their existence in the healthiest way possible. Wow. So my name is the fastest way to find me. Google my name, go to my Instagram, send me a message. If you want to go to the websites, I have links 
everywhere. There's even a link in my uh, Instagram that will take you to both Habibi Body and Habibi Sport. So the website for Habibi Body, which is skincare, is habibibody.com. The website for Habibi Sport, which is nutrition and fitness, is habibibodysport.com. Hmm. Easy to find. Ask me anything. It's okay. We figure it out together. Wow. We none of us did this alone. I didn't do it alone. People had to teach me. Right. right? None of us do this alone. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. Now this has been awesome. And of course, I, I normally don't have my podcast as long, but you have so much information to share. I couldn't I couldn't say no because you gave you provided so much value though, Shahada. And Thank you. Here. I really appreciate it. And my own, and on behalf of my organization, which is a nonprofit, Body Scope of New York. Yeah. And my, yeah. my six weeks of fitness podcast, I want to thank you once again for just coming on the show today. Thank you very, very much. And to my listeners, my, my uh, viewers, I really hope this program was encouraging, informative, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to my six weeks of fitness podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them in the comment section below or even email me at vince6weeks.com. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, we don't stop exercising because we grow old. We grow old because we stop exercising.